Who the fuck are you? Just a whole bunch of pussy ass rappers. Well, tell one of they pussy ass to link up with me then. These niggas, y'all think these niggas tough. Y'all think these niggas real killers. I know what's going on. Invasion.com world premiere. Yo, 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 what up everybody, what up, what up, what up, welcome, 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 welcome to the Hood Loves Me Podcast, I'm your gracious host, Mitchell Brown, so good to be here, thank y'all for joining us on this podcast, on this wonderful Hood Loves Me Podcast, if this is your first time listening, please ladies and gentlemen, subscribe, rate, and comment, um, and if you really love the podcast, you can, you can hit that donate tab in the show notes, and donate to the pod so Mitch can get a new iPad so I could uh, fix this uh, editing bullshit that we be got that we got going on. I'm not even gonna begin to tell y'all how uh, bullshit this MacBook is. It's you know it's not really bullshit. It does the job that we needed to do, right? But uh, y'all hear that Griselda bumping, man? This might as well be a Griselda podcast. It seems like every week we uh, come out with some. We come into the pod with some Griselda. Uh, Friday we're gonna have that uh uh that new Benny and Hit Boy project. I'm excited about that. But um uh let's kind of keep it entertainment for for a little bit, right? Um I'm excited about that uh uh the 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 conclusion of of the season of that uh that Lovecraft Country show. That show was extremely well done. That is um an incredible show to perform. I'm intrigued about reading the actual stories itself. Um but I'm like I I'm not going to talk about the show so much as I'm going to talk about. There were some old tweets that had surfaced. Y'all have y'all have may, may have seen them from uh one of the writers on the show I, I believe this this is a Nigerian woman or uh, a woman from West African descent and um you know they dug up some tweets from hers from uh, 2010 and uh, apparently she was calling black people akatas right now listen 2010 Twitter for those of you who uh, are, are not as old as I am or, or, or just wasn't old enough to be around back then uh, or just wasn't on, on Twitter 2010 Twitter was not 2020 Twitter I, I believe I got on Twitter in 2011 and it was not it was a, it was a it was, I mean it was a way better Twitter it was a way better experience right but um we nah, I, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't care about this one as a way to like like it, it seems like it was some bad actors that was kind of pointing this out you know what I'm saying people that uh, uh participated in the outrage Olympics um 
trying to, uh, uh, I guess, say that, like, uh, you know, West Africans don't really like black Americans or whatever, whatever. Right. I mean, and, and you know, there's some truth to that, not as much as a lot of people would like you to believe. Um, I just think that whenever people dig up or talk about somebody's tweets that, the, you know, like like it's popular these days with the this you. Right. People get hit with the this you. And like if it's some shit from 2010, hey, man, you got it. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 cool. As long as you're not like in October talking shit and we pull up a tweet from september and you talking about you different now nah, homie that 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 ain't it but i mean basically keep certain shit and don't need to be on twitter anyway right last week i talked about um that hood ornament uh tory lanes and you know he came out with an album talking about whatever he was talking about on 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 this album i'm assuming from what i understand it was it was his side of the quote-unquote story and uh yeah that ain't that ain't that ain't that i didn't i didn't listen to it i don't have any interest to listen to it i believe i i I said that but but as a result of this this guy got charged this guy got charged with shooting this woman and listen let this be a message i'm not here to talk about daystar the person so much as i'm here to talk to y'all my listeners especially my young listeners Right. And and according to uh, podcast, according to Spotify, Spotify tells me 37 percent of my listenership is age 18 to 22. Okay, so I'm talking to the 37 percent of y'all and the 11 percent of my listeners that are 23 to 27 years old. Right. This is according to Spotify. Spotify is giving me this information. So. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all may or may not believe this. And if you talk to anybody that knew me or knows any factual information, alleged factual information, alternative factual information about anything that I'm going to say, I will fucking deny it. So I may or may not in the past have done things that were against the law. Now, when or if. I would have ever committed any type of uh, illegal acts. What I am not going to do is tweet about it. I see far too many times where people would talk about, oh, man, I just hit this and I just did this finesse and I just came off with this and boom, boom, boom. And you tweet about it. Or, yo, I just, yo, I, I went to my girl house. She broke up with me. Um, had the new nigga that she was that had the new nigga she gonna be fucking with. He was over there and and both and both of them packed my shit and helped me move out. I'm, I was walking down the block with all of my belongings. When I got my stuff, I saw that there was a briefcase on the ground with fifty thousand dollars cash and 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 y'all twit pick the briefcase. Hey Amen. If you get away with shooting a girl. Don't tell nobody you got away with shooting a girl. Right. Y'all may, you know, remember some years ago. um, O.J. Simpson wrote a book talking about if I did it. And like nigga was like, yo, that nigga O.J. crazy. That nigga wrote a book talking about if I did it, blah, 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 blah. And then 
a couple years later, the nigga got sent to prison for stealing his own shit. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If you do something and you get away with it, keep that shit to yourself, man. Okay? Listen, there's shit that I did that my best friends don't know about. And I'm never going to tell them. Why am I never going to tell them? Because I don't want them to know. It's, it's best for me that, that people don't know. All right? And I'm going to tell you guys something about secrets, okay? There ain't really no such thing as a secret. People confide in the person that they sleep with. All right? Good, bad, or otherwise. People confide in th- these peoples. So whoever, you know, uh, eh, I'm not going to talk about what niggas do in a bedroom. That ain't none of my business. I'm just going to say, keep your business off of Twitter. Don't end up like Daystar. All right. Because when we look at, you know, the, 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 the biggest winners and losers of 2020 in a couple of months. Hey, that little nigga Tory Lane's not going to be in, in, in the winning section. All right. Had a spark when you started, but now you just garbage went from top 10 to not mention at all. You know what I'm saying? Keep your shit off of Twitter, man. You know what I mean? That's it. Um, Sit back, relax, strap in. We got a great episode planned for y'all, albeit late. Shout out to Rashid Wallace. Both both teams played hard. I'll talk to y'all in a little bit. Take it easy. Yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Hood Loves Me podcast. So listen, I have a, uh, ah, shit, if it's your first time listening, subscribe, rate, and comment, please. Um, I have a confession. All right, you guys know I don't like to lie to my listenership, right, to our listenership. We bring this podcast, I mean, the podcast is called The Hood Loves Me, not only because of the love that the hood has for me, but also the love that I have for the hood, Right? So I try to keep it eight more than 92 whenever I talk with you fine people. All right. So. Um, your gracious host is a little chicken shit. I was a little chicken shit. I got a little bit of lemon booty. I got I got a la a la Danny Green. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I got a little bit of lemon booty. And that's why we're coming to you um, when we're coming to you. That's why you're hearing this on the day that you're hearing this. You see, we had an episode recorded Friday. But I was loud, wrong. And, uh, well, I'm not even going to talk about... um, that crazy shit that happened in Michigan. Not not yet, but 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 that's got that you know, it it changed. You know what I'm saying? It changed. But what I got wrong was game five. I got game five wrong, and I was loud wrong on game five. Um I was right when I talked about the game that LeBron had. Right. I was I was I was accurate when I got that. I said LeBron was going to have a big game and goddamn it, LeBron had a big game. I just didn't I just didn't think that the Heat were going to win. And the Heat won, man. And 
shout out to Miami. And um, I I am recording this on the same day that game six is. And, uh, you know, because most of my sports predictions are wrong, you know what? I'm going to give the prediction a little bit later. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this. It's good for the NBA. Um, the television networks, I believe the final, yeah, yeah, the finals are on uh, ABC, so that's ESPN, Disney, and all of that. It's good that Miami is kind of spoiling the party. If this thing was supposed to be a sweep, see, sweeps aren't good for networks monetarily. You know, the like they won a seven game. If they could get some overtimes in there, right? Um, what we're seeing now is a mad dash to fulfill contractual obligations that we have for television rights. Okay, so we're learning during this pandemic just how these businesses, these companies earn money. You know what I mean? Some years ago, uh, I used to work in restaurants, right? I used to bartend, I used to wait tables, all type of shit, right? So what I learned from working in restaurants, from working in hospitality, is that um, these places don't make any money off of their food. That's not the margin. So they'll give you you know, a little buy one, get one coupon. They'll give you happy hour and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Half off appetizers or whatever. They'll give you, you know, whatever, comp food. Because if they give you a buy one, get one coupon or free appetizer or whatever, you're more likely to come in and buy a beer. Right? You're more likely to order a glass of wine. A gin and tonic or whatever. And... The money is in the margin from the alcohol, right? I, I, I believe back in like 2008, um, Marriott, uh, uh, the Renaissance at like Harbor Place in Baltimore, um, they, would, they would order, you know, uh, like I believe it was Grey Goose Vodka would be uh, $8 a bottle, right? And, and, and like the case or whatever, when they would make a, a the liquor order. It would, it, it would cost them about $9 a bottle and you go to the bar and they sell it for $8 a shot, right? So that's the margin, right? Um, what I learned about Amazon, right? Amazon is able to give the two-day delivery and, and um, the cheapest prices on... All of, uh, of um, you know, the items we purchase. Because they make their money from AWS, from all of the web services. So they could discount all of the other shit. You know, they declare loss. They don't pay taxes. See, see President Trump for details. But this right here, this sports thing. And I mean, not, I mean, I mean, all of them. Right. All, all of them. So so we have Stanley Cup champions. Um, I believe the Tampa Bay Lightning. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I can't tell you anything about the Lightning. Um, we have WNBA champions. The WNBA 
had their own bubble also near Orlando, Florida in Bradenton, I believe on a high school campus. IMG Academy is supposed to be a high school, but it's like a vocational school for like uh, five-star athletes. Um, congratulations to the Seattle Storm. Uh, congratulations to Sue Bird. Um, one day we got to talk about where we rank winners. Um, cause Sue Bird is, 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 is a winner. She's won championships every step. I mean, I believe a four time gold medalist. Um, I think she has two or three national championships from college. I'm not sure. I think this might be her fourth professional championship. Um, we're currently in the Major League Baseball playoffs. We're about to conclude either tonight or uh, whatever night. Oh, my you know, prediction. Um, I predict tonight, um, to quote the great philosopher, uh, that is Rashid Wallace, both teams played hard. At the end of tonight's game, both teams would have played hard. I have no idea who's going to win. My sports predictions suck on this podcast. Okay, my sport, I suck. Whenever I predict a sport on this show, it is fucking wrong and I suck. And I'm, I'm big enough to admit that I suck when it comes to predicting sports on my own damn podcast. So, we're going to have a champion in pro basketball. So, there's no fans, no fans. No fans. We're gonna we're gonna have champions. Now, it's a, it, what we're seeing is it's a lot easier to finish your season than it is to start one. All right. So Major League Baseball, granted, their season is abbreviated, um, but but now they're in a bubble for I, I believe for for like the 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 ends of their playoffs. They had an abbreviated playoff. You know, they they did a lot of funky stuff. I'm not gonna go into the details of that because I'm not really I don't give a fuck. But um, it's difficult to see what the NFL is going to do. And I know I didn't spend much time talking about the Miami Heat, but, but I, I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about, talking about sports. I spent a lot of time talking about sports last week. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about sports. But um, it'll be, it'll be, it'll, it will be interesting to see what the NFL does. Moving forward, um, teams having to close their facilities because of COVID, them trying to fulfill their television rights. The, you know, pro football isn't a sport that's built for makeup games. It ain't like you could keep kicking this can down the road and, and have makeup games, right? I mean, these, these stadiums have obligations. Granted, you don't have to worry about filling out these stadiums for the next Toby Keith concert or anything like that. But there are obligations contractually in terms of schedule that need to be met. Um, and it'd be very difficult for the NFL to do that if they keep having to shut down facilities. Now, to incentivize some of these clubs, if it's something that they could control, because it's not just the players, but if, you know, an equipment manager, if somebody in the front office, if anybody who comes to work in that facility each day tests positive, you kind of got to shut down the whole facility. So what happens? We should forfeit. Teams that, you know, don't uh, uh, hack it. Teams that don't, you know, f- f- meet the obligations should forfeit. 
right? People are sacrificing their bye weeks, but now the players are talking about how, hey, man, we're not, uh, uh, we're not too confident that, that the NFL cares, cares more about player safety than they do about just getting these games done. Duh, nigga. Duh. The fuck? It took you now to figure that out? I knew they didn't give a fuck about player safety when they were trying to say uh, how we know that all these concussions belong in the NFL. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, what? Uh, there, there's no proof that concussions lead to that football lead to concussions. What, 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 what were they saying? That football lead to brain injuries? Or something? It, listen, we don't want to talk about that either. Right. That's not what I want to talk about. The theme of this show. The theme of this episode is imagine if they were black. Okay, so. We have ownership in the NFL and the NFL is not looking like they're changing anything in terms of I mean, I mean, I I, I don't know what they're testing, you know, um, uh, what their testing protocols are. I don't. I'm not privy to that information. Talk to Adam Schefter or somebody more knowledgeable about that than I am. But from the outside looking in, it doesn't appear that they've changed anything in terms of protocol wise. Right? There's there's fans still in these stadiums, and listen, these college fucking football games. These fans are in the stadium deep as fuck in these college football games. And all I'm saying is, imagine if they were black. Imagine if you turned to uh, CBS on a Saturday afternoon and you see Hampton University playing against Fisk. And it's Fisk. You see Hampton playing. I don't, I don't know. It is. It, it is today. You see Hampton playing Fisk. And the student section, much like SMU, and kudos to SMU for throwing those fans out. But the student section, where they was wilding, where all them kids was wilding, no masks, jumping on each other, pouring water on each other, just bugging out, a bunch of white kids. And, you know, we just call them rowdy fans, and, you know, the, the university asks them to leave, asks them to leave. Um, and they leave. And that's it. And that's all we hear about it. Imagine if they was black kids. Imagine if they was black kids. Imagine, do you think the university would ask them to leave or do you think that they would have threatened some type of disciplinary action? Don't answer that question. It's hypothetical. Rhetorical. Right? Do you think that the commentators would talk about these kids the way they talked about these white kids if they was black? I don't think so. I don't think so. Right? I don't think so. Do you think that, and listen, listen to the commentary tonight. When I believe Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy is going to be calling the game. Mike Breen. Listen to the commentary when they talk about Duncan Robinson. And Tyler Hero. Not that these guys aren't good players, but listen to the commentary in which they speak about these guys. Right. When they talk about the Miami Heat. Okay, we talk about the Miami Heat. Granted, Jimmy Butler's contribution, I mean, there's undoubtedly, uh, I mean, a a classic NBA Finals performance is what Jimmy Butler's doing, right? He's played 214 minutes total. I believe in game five, he played 47 minutes. I think game four, he played 46 minutes. 
There's only 48 minutes of the game. All right. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Miami Heat. Miami. Here we go. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler scoring 29 points a game in these finals. 8.6 rebounds. 10.2 assists. 2.6 steals. All right. Uh, shooting 92% from the free throw line. And uh, 55-56% from the field. Okay. Their second leading scorer is Tyler Hero, 16 points a game. Duncan Robinson at 13 points a game. Keep in mind, I think Duncan had 22 in game five. Jay Crowder with 11. Kendrick Nunn with 11. Kelly Olynyk with 12. Bam Adebayo uh, with 12. Okay? They talk about Duncan Robinson like he's averaging 29 points. Duncan makes a half decent play on defense, kind of because he was just in the way. They talk about how aware of how how his defense is improving. Okay, and I'm not saying anything against these players. These guys are great players for sure. Good players. Jimmy's a great player. These guys are good players, right? But on Thursday, you know, Thursday night football game, Tom Brady's up there going up the sidelines, screaming at his teammates, barking at dudes, yelling at dudes. Spitting, raving mad, talking shit, cussing at motherfuckers, and he forgets that he forgets what down it is. Imagine if he was black. First off, they never let a black quarterback get away with barking, screaming at coaches. Y'all remember years ago, Terrell Owens um, was on the sideline. I believe Terrell Owens was in it. What, what he was talking to his offensive coordinator. You're an offensive coordinator. Crozier, he was talking to his offensive coordinator, and the media they was talking to this, to that, to this. Tom Brady, you would, I remember when he was playing for the Patriots, he used to cuss the fuck out of Jeff McDaniels, John McDaniels, Josh McDaniels, whatever McDaniels, the, the the McDaniels brothers, cussing them the fuck out. Imagine Cam Newton, right? Deshaun Watson. You know what? I'll say Cam Newton. Cam Newton is an MVP. Cam Newton's been to a Super Bowl. Right? Even a Pat Mahomes. Let's say Pat. Imagine Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Excuse me. Patrick Mahomes. Screaming at his coach on the sidelines. Screaming at his offensive linemen because they missed an assignment. Screaming at guys who because he felt like the guy ran a wrong route. When the coach takes the press conference later and says, nah, homie ran the right route. The coach threw, I mean, the quarterback threw the 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 wrong pass that would never happen it'll never happen right it'll never happen we 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 all of us society we let this shit slide we let these people tell us what leadership is white dudes yelling is leadership black dudes yelling is selfishness Black guys celebrating, show off, upstaging, unsportsmanlike. White guys celebrating, exuberant, childlike. What enthusiasm for the game. What a, what a fun guy. I remember Joe Namath got pissed drunk, set up on Monday Night Football, sexually harassed Susie Calber in front of the world. America in front of the world and you can look this up Joe Namath Monday Night Football Susie Colbert right Susie was the sideline reporter then just trying to do her job 
talking to Joe Namath, a Jet legend, right? Probably one, of, probably the greatest New York Jet ever. And when you look at Joe Namath's numbers, it it explain why the Jets are the are a shit franchise. I believe I believe Joe Namath is the only quarterback in the Hall of Fame with more interceptions than touchdowns. One of one of the one of the more overrated. Like if Joe Namath retired today, he's not getting in the Hall of Fame. With the with the guarantee, and I mean you can even adjust his stats to uh, what how you know what I'm saying you could whatever mathematic equation that you want to you know whatever you want to do that's fine. You know what I'm saying? However you want to, because they'll say, oh, it was a different time then or whatever. Whatever, however you want to tweak it, however you want to tweak the numbers. Joe Namath not getting in today. You feel what I'm saying? Joe Namath not getting, especially not with one ring when, when I mean, yo, I don't think Eli should get in with, even though he has two. But I digress. Joe Namath. Talking to Susie Colburn, he's talking about Chad Pennington. He's a passer, not a thrower. And I could I could care less about the team struggling, is what he says. And then Susie tries to, you know, ask a follow-up question, trying to take this thing on home, back to the studio gym. And Joe Namath blurts out on a hot mic, I want to kiss you. <laughs> yeah, I want to kiss you. She, and, you know, she... She lasts it off because she's a professional. Pr- probably not the first or last time she had to laugh off some sexual harassment courtesy of ESPN. Um, and you know she doesn't, and they she sends it back, and I don't, I think Al Michaels, somebody was in the booth, and oh that Joe's a fun guy. Hey, listen, man, imagine Lawrence Taylor. Imagine Lawrence Taylor on the New York Giants sideline. T- t- tomorrow. I'm at tomorrow. Let's just say tomorrow, right? Or, or I mean, well, t- fuck it. Tomorrow. The Giants are playing Monday Night Football, even though they're playing today. Tomorrow. They're talking to Lawrence Taylor, and he fucking shit drunk at the goddamn game. And it's uh, uh, Pam Oliver or Lisa Salters. As a matter of fact, it, it, it'll be Lisa Salters, thick ass. It'll be Lisa Salters up there. And she talking to Lawrence Taylor, and Lawrence Taylor tell Lisa Salters on a hot microphone, I want to kiss you. How much, how, how much shit you, how many people you think going to try to win a Pulitzer off of talking about the misogyny, the misogynoir, whatever the fuck motherfuckers be talking about and shit, these made up words. You know what I'm saying? Can I, we black people can't get that shit, and I'm not talking about persons of color, or none of that shit. I'm talking about black people. We can't get that shit off. We can't get that shit off, right? They talking about letting this Alex Smith dude play. You go check out what Alex Smith leg look like. That nigga leg don't got. He ain't daddy. Shouldn't no professional athlete had no leg look like that. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't give a fuck if you on the road team, nigga. Your leg shouldn't be looking like that. I don't, I don't care if you curling, nigga. Your leg, your leg look fucked up. Look like you got, but whatever. Alex Smith gonna probably make $16 million playing for the Washington Racial Slurs, right? Washington football team. They benched their second year quarterback, black dude, Dwayne Haskins, for, I don't know, Chad Chad Young, or I don't, I don't know the guy's name. I don't know. I don't know his name. Um... And then they talk about letting like Alex Smith play, and I'm like, yo, listen, 
Alex Smith has no affiliation with the Washington football team. Like, they didn't draft Alex Smith. Alex Smith didn't take them on some, you know, playoff run two, three years ago. He didn't win a Super Bowl with the Washington Racial Slurs, right? So, like, I can see something like, let's say Nick Foles breaks his leg, right? And, I'm not, I, don't, and I don't wish this on Nick Foles. Let's say Nick Foles breaks his leg playing for the Bears. I can see the Eagles giving him a contract and letting him hold the clipboard. I can see that, right? Because of that, you know, that uh, sentimentality there, right? But the Niners drafted Alex Smith, right? He was a playoff quarterback with the Chiefs, right? He just got hurt in Washington. They still paying him 16 per. Joe Flacco still in the league. Go look up how much Jameis Winston is getting paid this season. Go look up how much Cam Newton is getting paid this season to start. It's just certain shit that we can't get away with. Right? Mostly, we're going into a week, and I anticipate there's going to be a lot of talk about what Bill Burr said on Saturday Night Live last night. A, Bill Burr is who we thought he was. I don't know why, I don't know what people are surprised about Bill Burr. And shout out to Bill Burr also because a lot of people are thoroughly surprised by what Bill Burr's wife looks like. But Bill Burr, you know, went went had his Saturday Night Live monologue. And in his monologue, he, you know, was basically talking about white women. And how white women hijack every movement because it has to be about white women. You know, the line swung their Gucci booted foot over the fence of oppression and somehow made it to the front of the line. That's a fact. It's a big fact. And he was like, you know, y'all sat right next to us for centuries after we committed crime against humanity, after crime against humanity rolled around in the blood money and occasionally when you got caught hanging out with a black guy you lied and said it wasn't consensual and listen a lot of lot of white people women are mad and and pay attention to a lot of white dudes is like yeah yeah forgetting the joke when he said like bitch sit down next to me and take this talking to like I like you know what I'm saying like like yeah yeah I Bill Burr saying I am a white guy I Bill Burr am a white guy and white guys have done X Y and Z crimes against humanity throughout history and if the way that we have to deal with this in modern day society is sit down and be yelled at by a bunch of people on Twitter hey cool right. This, this is what Bill Burr is saying. And I, now, I got put on... Bill Burr is good at his job. Bill Burr is a very funny comedian. I got put on to Bill Burr uh, through Patrice O'Neal, God rest the dead. The late, great Patrice O'Neal. Um, I think this was maybe 09, 2010. But um, it was something else where he, that, that, where he said where he was talking about uh, Pride Month. And he was like, you know, I, 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 
I was in New York City filming a movie, and then I was, I was just so many people around, and I was like, there was so many people around, and I the doorman, he was like, oh, it's Pride Month, and you know, the, the, the like joke was funny, he was like, oh, tank top, 0% body fat, you know, guy kissing a guy, oh shit, it makes sense, right, now, now those jokes are cool, those jokes are not insulting, right, I mean, most of us would love to have a, 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 a much lower body fat percentage than we have now, right, um, most of us would love to look good in tank tops, right? Um, and most of us would love to be able to kiss the person that we love freely on any street in America, especially a street in New York City. Nothing wrong with that there. But then he says, he was like, well, wait a second. Yeah, I got the whole month? Now, I'm not going to go into that joke so much as I don't know what's going on in Atlanta, but I seen a clip and this might be a bunch of horse shit. Right. So I'm 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 not going to go too much into it, but I seen a clip where they were talking about it's pride in Atlanta. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's anything significant. You go to certain parts of Atlanta, it's pride all the fucking time. But there what they were showing um a bunch of people in a party in or in a in a in a room in a building under one roof and it didn't look like it was there was no social distancing, no proper ventilation and they was fucking jamming. And they were saying ATL pride and like, like not ATL pride. Like I'm proud to be from Atlanta, but like, I'm proud to be gay in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like, or, or whatever. Maybe not just, I'm proud to, you know what I'm saying? Not like, yeah, like ATL, how we, not, not like proud, like how, you know, like Sean Paul from the Youngbloods is proud to be from Atlanta. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. Um, and I thought about it and I was like, God damn. Imagine if it's a, a black uh, it's a it's a Black History Month fucking party, and it's a bunch of niggas inside jamming and shit. Imagine they wouldn't let that shit fly. Some of y'all may have seen them videos of those Jewish people, those Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn, burning shit in the street, cussing at cops, yelling at cops. They would never let that shit slide if they was black folks. One thing, one, you watch any of those videos where those Jews was in the streets burning shit up. Spads on the cops waving their Trump 2020 signs, might I ask, might I add, excuse me. You don't hear a motherfucking siren. You don't hear not a siren in that video. You just see those two police officers. And then I think one of them was quoted like, yeah, there's no way we're going to break that up. What? Those ain't the cops that I know, especially not the New York cops that I know. The New York cops that I know. I first learned about police brutality in New York City and how serious it was. I was young relative. I think I was maybe 12. 13, I was living in New Jersey and they had just uh, sodomized a, a Haitian man named Abner Luima. And I didn't know what sodomy meant. And I was like, hey, I asked, I asked my pops. I was like, pops, what, what, what does sodomy mean? And my pops kind of looked at me and he was like, it's a really disgusting act that you do on somebody. And I was like, like spit on him? And he was like, it's a lot worse than that. 
It's a real, like, dehumanizing, disgusting, depraved act. And I, and, 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 you know, whatever. But to make a long story longer, they beat this dude ass and they shoved a plunger stick up his butt. Why they did that? I don't know why the fuck they did that. I don't know what that was, what lesson that was they were trying to teach this man in doing that. I don't know how they were trying to reform him and get him back into normative society. I don't even know if this nigga was ever arrested. But you saying that the same police department that would go to those extremes just gonna let some people burn some shit in the street? I have no idea what Abner Louima was accused of doing or what the cops felt like he did wrong when they whooped his ass and, and put a plunger in his butt. I don't, I don't know what the allegations that man was being accused of at the time. I do know that they, they, they ended up paying a settlement and, you know, whatever happened to that happened to that. But I do know that black people would never be able to get away with just hanging out in the street, setting shit on fire. I know that. I know that we'd never be able to do that. Now, why won't, why? Why, though? Why? I believe, I believe, I, I know why. I'm confident. I, but I'm asking y'all. Like, why? Why, did, why? why is it okay for a bunch of Hasidic Jews to be in the street not complying with police orders? Burning masks and shit in the street. Yelling in cops' faces. Yelling at news people that's just trying to film. Some would even say assaulting news people. Why? Why is it okay for these motherfuckers to do that? Listen, I have my suspicions. I don't know if they fact or not. You know what I'm saying? There are smarter people than me, people that are more qualified to do this, that talk about this shit. That will do a better job than I do. Right. Also pay attention to how they talk about Alex Caruso. And how Alex Caruso has become a figure. People treat Alex Caruso like he's the third best Laker. And he's far from that. Um, speaking of overrated white guys. You saw the vice, the, the vice president debate. And. I mean. Hey listen. Say what you want about Senator Harris. Senator Harris is good at her job. Senator Harris is competent. She's poised. Right? She's classy. She's skilled. She is a good politician. Right? Whether you agree with her policies or not, eh. But whenever we talk about black people politicians, Male, female, whatever. Why do we know where they went to school? Like, why do we know Barack Obama went to Harvard? Or, you know, excuse me, he was president of the Harvard Law Review. Why do we know he went to Columbia? Why do we know that Senator Harris went to Howard? Why do we know that Andrew Gillum went to FAMU? Why why do they tell us that? Why don't they tell us where Mike Pence went to school? Where did Mike Pence go to college? Where did Mitch McConnell go to college? 
Chuck Schumer. De Blasio. Gavin Newsom. Anybody? Why don't we ever know where these white dudes went to college? Why don't we ever know these white guys' resumes when they get this job? Why? The Houston Texans just put their team in char- in, in the hands of a guy who used to be a chaplain for a football team. Just an, just an FYI. Speaking of not knowing people's resumes, he was a chaplain. How he spun from, hey, man, let's pray that we make it out this game healthy to I'm running your entire organization. Hey, that's that's for somebody more intelligent than me. But why don't we ever know? Where did Dick Cheney go to school? Right. Why don't we why don't we know? Why don't we know this? About these white, about these white dudes, about these white women, even, right? So after this debate, which wasn't really a debate, right? I've learned that Mike Pence and Donald Trump are pretty much the same politically, except that Mike Pence would at least read the shit he's saying no to at first. Quite frankly, I think we need people with the personality of a Mike Pence, people that don't really want to be stars, don't really know how to be a star in terms of our politics. Um, I would rather people who are squares uh, be in charge of making sure the trains are on time. I don't want a cool president. right? I know like Barack Obama was the cool president and they talked about, you know what I'm saying, mainly because he was a black guy. And, and he, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and if you're a white of the white, anything that a black person around is, is, is cool, regardless of if the black person isn't cool or not. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But Pence is very good at not answering questions. And, you know, the debate talking about him talking over women. I don't mean the, the literal debate, but I'm talking about the social debate about talking over women and, you know, the misogyny behind that. And, Hey, you could debate that all you want. And, and, you know, I am not one to talk, talk about or provide any insight in cutting women off in the workplace or not allowing women to speak fully in the workplace. I, there's some women that, could, that you could talk to. Maybe, you know, you like fucking send me some questions next time I have a woman as a guest. I'll uh, fucking read those, read those questions. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I... Plenty of women you could talk to about how women are treated. I don't know shit about boxing. But Pence was supposed to be... It was, they, they, they were saying on... These, these, these talking heads were saying on the news that Pence is supposed to be the one that attracts women. And I'm like, how the fuck is Pence the one that attracts women? Women is voting for this Trump ticket because of Mike fucking Pence? What? What? Does Mike Pence... Have a ten-inch dick that I don't know about, or something like. What do you? What? What? What, what do you mean? What's Mike Pence? How, what? Mike Pence brings all the girls to the yard. Like, is it Pence? That's what. That, that's who's doing it. I. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they talk about, man. But like, we 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 getting a kick out of the those memes with the fly that was on his head, and um, those shits is funny. 
just like it's funny when Pence says, yeah, no, I don't, uh, there's no systemic racism. What the fuck you think a white dude from Indiana going to say? Like, seriously. Like, 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 like seriously, for, for one second now, let's be serious about if for centuries Puerto Ricans were talking about, yo, man, hey, some, some, I, I'm starting to get a vibe in this place. Like, y'all don't really like Puerto Ricans, man. Y'all don't really fuck with Puerto Ricans like that. Y'all want us to do all the work. Y'all want to pay us. Y'all want us to follow this religion and y'all reading this book to us that we can't read. And then when we stop working for free, y'all still don't want to pay us. And now y'all coming up with all these laws and every time y'all drop a new law, it seems like this shit is to our detriment. I think this country is anti-Puerto Rican and... We need to find a solution so that Puerto Ricans receive equal treatment under the Constitution. Hey, listen, it would not take centuries for us to agree that, yeah, man, there's something wrong with the system of this country that hurts Puerto Ricans. Like, what is we talking about in 2020? Is there systemic racism, bro? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like... And you ask it, and you and you asking the vice president, and, 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 and what the vice president is supposed to say? Yeah, where his man last week said, uh, "Proud boys stand back, stand by, stand whatever the fuck." What he's supposed to say, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what 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 is he what is he supposed to say? Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, nah. Yeah, I know what I know what my boss told y'all last week, but uh, hell yeah, that's systemic racism, man. I'm working on this new protocol. Me and the Minister Farrakhan, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we're going to work on this protocol and shit to make shit right, and we're going to make uh, Dr. Umar Johnson the treasurer. Like, what are you talking about? And listen, thank you, thank you, Jehovah, whoever, praise Allah, for them canceling this third presidential debate Again, imagine President Obama uh, uh, being lackluster and second rate, third rate even. I mean, you know what? I'll say second rate because I want to be impartial, unbiased, nonpartisan. Imagine if Barack Obama had a second rate reaction to a global pandemic to the tune where 215 Americans and counting have lost their lives since March because of this virus. President Barack Obama gets infected with this with this virus because he wanted to throw a party at his house for his friends. And there's a whole bunch of black people. And one and and one woman that we want to showcase, she even brought her two little white adopted kids. She adopted these kids from uh Azerbaijan or some fucked up war torn white country, some white shithole country like Azerbaijan or something, right? Or fucking uh 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 uh, uh what is it uh Estonia? You know, Mo- Moldova, one of them shitty white countries. Um, this black woman brings her two adopted kids. Straight out of uh, Latvia, 
and everybody. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, fucking David Dinkins gets COVID because he's at this black Barack Obama White House event. Fucking Gail King. I'm talking everybody got that shit. You think that people going to be cool? Like, nobody put a microphone in the president of Notre Dame's face and asked him or her, I don't know who this person is, how they felt about having COVID and getting COVID probably at an event that the president had. Imagine if the president's aide, imagine if Hope Hicks was a black girl, she was the president's aide. All right. And and it's already documented in a in a in a book about a guy who was spying every day on the White House as an author. Wrote the Fire and Fury book. Figure out how how go 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 do your Googles as to how the author um, of Fire and Fury got his information. He showed up to the White House every day in a suit like he was working for the press and they let him in. Imagine a black dude showing up to the White House every day in a suit and they letting him in without proper uh, uh, identification, okay? Imagine a black dude doing that shit. But anywho, this book talks about how, you know, Hope Hicks and President Pussy Grabber, they be fucking. That's, that, that's what they say in the book and those ain't my words. That's what they say in the book, all right? Imagine if Barack Obama had a nice little 30-something-year-old girl working for him inside the office that he was allegedly fucking or that... An author felt comfortable enough, confident enough to put in his book that he was fucking her. And she was the one that got COVID. And she's, you know, maybe got it from him, maybe not got it from him. But then we allow Barack Obama's doctors to get on television every day and motherfucking lie to us about not having COVID. Uh, now nah, the president and I, he's straight. That nigga just taking calls and shit from him. He, he, just, he just working from home today. And then after Barack Obama goes to the hospital, he decided to hop in the car and shit, take a take a trip down Malcolm X Boulevard in the Anacostia section of D.C., Southeast, what up? And then he decided to come back and shit to the hospital. Nah, I, mean, I, I, I just wanted to say peace to my soldiers and show them niggas what up, show them niggas that I love them. Imagine how people would feel if President Barack Obama, at a time when he feels like um Shit, man, what was I going to say? Fuck, I, I, got, I got distracted. So this article just came up about Eric Trump and his face. is just his face. Look at his face. At a time when, oh, man, it was such a good comparison about what Trump is doing and Barack Obama. And how we'd never let that shit slide if Barack Obama was the president, if Trump was black. We'd never let that shit slide if Trump was black. We'd never let that... We would never let Barack Obama pay $750,000. Excuse me, $750 in taxes. We would never... We would never let him hear the end of it. We would never stop talking about that. We would never stop with the jokes about how black people steal. We would never stop. We would never... it It would never... Imagine. Just imagine what your news stream would be like, what your timeline would be like. Imagine what your notifications would be like if Barack Obama paid $750 in taxes the year he was elected. What? Imagine if Barack Obama owed $400 million to, I don't know. Imagine, bro. 
Never fucking happened. Never happened. Listen, Barack Obama's been married to one woman, I think, for 20-something years. They got two kids. Right? A typical American family is who the Obamas are. But they call them the Antichrist and they know all types of shit like that. They call him a terrorist and a Muslim and a, and a fucking all this shit. Yet right now we have a president who's ordered his secretary of state to declassify Hillary Clinton's emails because we're still talking about her. Excuse me. Along with his insistence, and, and you know what? This is let me let me uh, give credit where credit's due. This is from David E. Sanger, and this is uh, from the New York Times. David Sanger writes. Um, Along with his insistence that his attorney general issue indictments against Barack Obama and Joe Biden takes his presidency into new territory until now, occupied by leaders with names like Putin, Xi and Erdogan. Uh, For those that are a little slow, that's the guy that runs Russia, the guy that runs China and the guy that runs Turkey. Trump has long demanded quite publicly, often on Twitter, that his most senior cabinet members use use the power of their office to pursue political enemies. But his appeals this week, as he trailed badly in the polls and was to pause one second, this trailing in the poll shit, like didn't he trail in polls the, the, the first time when he was going against, um, uh, uh, you know, like, um, fuck, was she Secretary Clinton? I believe she was the Secretary of, of State, right? I, you know, because Hillary Clinton was so much more uh, uh, prepared for this. She's so much more credible for this job. I was I was trying to decide if I should call her Senator Clinton because I believe she was Senator of New York or Secretary Clinton because I believe she was Senator of State for Barack Obama. I'm not sure, but, but you know, what, Mrs. Hillary Clinton was ahead in the polls in 2016 and we saw what happened man like fuck all this ahead of falling badly in the poll shit right but this is um from jack goldsmith said there is no essential excuse me there is essentially no precedent said Jack Goldsmith, who led the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel under President George Bush and has written extensively on presidential powers. We have a norm that developed after Watergate that presidents don't talk about ongoing investigations, much less interfere with them. It is crazy and it is unprecedented, said Goldsmith, a professor at Harvard Law School. But it's no different from what he has been saying since the beginning of his presidency. The only thing new is that he has moved from talking about it to seeming to order it. Hey, listen. One thing this Trump guy's doing and one thing that y'all would never let a black person get away with is all of the rules that were unwritten, all of the unwritten rules of decency and decorum and class and fucking etiquette and manners. This guy doesn't have. All right. This guy doesn't have. And you would never, ever, ever allow black people in without knowing the password. Y'all barely allow white people in that don't know the password. White people got to behave a certain way. White people can't come as they are into these arenas and y'all let and y'all let them have carte blanche the way y'all let this orange fucker have carte blanche. Y'all don't let regular white folks do that. Y'all don't. 
they got to be vouched for. You feel what I'm saying? And I mean, listen, 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 talk to talk to some white people. That's just regular white people that, that you know, what I'm saying they they fucking uncle, they they dad, they mama. They you know what I'm saying? Like they ain't got no special body in their family that play golf with whomever. Just regular white folks. Just, just go talk to a regular white person. And ask them if they've ever felt out of place, if they've ever been somewhere out of place, a state dinner, somewhere where it was, you know, very high decorum, black, black tie type of shit. Ask them how they felt. You got to be vouched for. They ain't just letting you in. That's how a Joe Biden could be senator for or whatever for 47 years. Right? Imagine a black dude doing that. Just, just, I mean, the, the paths are completely different. Right? There used to be a time when regular white dudes would have to go to John McCain. Where you saw how, you saw how many ass whoopings John McCain got, how much adversity John McCain had to overcome before he got his cushy position. You see what I'm saying? Come on, man. Like, there's no way. There's no way that we would allow a black president to be talking about. Yeah, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna accept the results of this election. I might just chill here a little bit. You can't really trust these motherfuckers. We would never be okay with President Barack Obama receiving experimental drugs to treat a disease that's not privy to the public. We never let that happen, especially not when 215,000 people have died from it. We never let that happen, ever, ever, ever. We never stop hearing the end of it, ever, ever. I can't stress that enough. This shit, we would, this shit would never, ever happen. Imagine, imagine if a gang full of black people tried to roll up in the goddamn governor's mansion and kidnap the governor. Imagine. Imagine if Barack Obama said, hey, uh, uh, name, you know, whatever imaginary fucking uh, black extremist group that the, that the Supreme Court said was a terror group. What, I, I can't even I don't even know what a black extremist group is. Um, but imagine. Imagine. Just imagine Barack Obama telling, telling, it, hey, stand back, stand by. Stand back, stand by, further instruct. Stand back, stand by. Right? Let me, um, Dan, let me see. There's so much. And I, I, I really want to get these guys' names. I really want to get these guys' names. Uh, you know what? Let's, let's see if I could get the kid. You know what? Kidnapping suspects. Let me, let me, uh, let me get these guys' names so we could get all of these fuckers' names. All right, what we got? We got one day ago, two days ago. Let me get uh, can I get something recent? No, nah, not something from Fox. I don't want a photo array. All right, let's go with this. This is two hours ago. Let's see. Um, all right, here we go. So, uh, we got Joseph Morrison. All right, and Joseph Morrison is, um, from what they're saying, considered to be the leader of the Wolverine Watchmen. I have no idea who the fuck that is. Um, 
but it's there's a it's a Michigan um militia. Hey, listen, we never allow a black militia. Let me let, let me just say, we would never allow the United States government would never allow a black militia. Right? We had we had prob I mean I mean probably there there was probably not a black man that loved white people more than Martin Luther King Jr. And and y'all killed him. And before y'all killed him, the government tapped his phones and harassed him and terrorized him and tried to blackmail him and all type of shit. Right. Homie's whole approach was, hey, listen, man, we are going to take these ass whoopings so that the people that's whooping our ass are shamed. Once the world sees how they treating people that's nonviolent, that's not fighting back, that's claiming to love them, then, then that, you know, we're going to shame them into decency that way. Not realizing that these fuckers were shameless. All right. So Joseph Morrison, who who is uh, considered the leader and. um. Uh, him and a guy named Pete Musico. Is Pete Musico a suspect? Oh, he is. He is a suspect. We will get to him in a second. Um, they they own a home and they would use this as a training site. Okay. Um, photographs of the home show Confederate battle flag as a variation of the U.S. flag. Yeah, but in Michigan, though, this is this is who we'll work with in Michigan because Michigan's hella close to the Mason Dixon line. Um, Adam Fox had been living in the basement of his former employer of, of, uh, he received permission for that living arrangement from the shop's owner who felt empathy towards Fox. Fox was homeless and had dogs. The basement was used to hold one of the group's meetings. Fox posted this on YouTube mentioning Whitmer Baza and blah. Hey, listen, ain't no, ain't nobody letting a black employee live in the basement of a fucking company, a former a former employee. Okay. Now we got Barry Croft. Barry Croft social media accounts depicted him wearing a tricomb. I don't know what a tricomb is. Um, and a sweatshirt uh, insignia associated with the three percenters. Remember that guy that got drafted by the Patriots had a three percenter tattoo? But we're not. We're not. Hey, listen. Imagine. Imagine the New England Patriots drafting a guy that got a crypt tattoo. Because all of those blood tattoos that Aaron Hernandez got, he got them shits after he was with the Patriots. And Aaron Hernandez ain't black. So there's that. Um, Barry Croft, blah, blah, blah. He expressed support for the Russia investigation origins, counter narrative, whatever that means. Croft has been arrested multiple times from 1994 to 1996 for assault and burglary, was convicted in 97, possessing a gun and commission of a felony. Three years in prison. Um, April 29th, Adam Croft was pardoned for this conviction as well as a prior assault for burglary claims by Governor, by Governor Delaware Governor John Carney. I don't know why that, that, that worked out. Daniel Harris served in the United States Marine Corps 2014-2019, most recently at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. The group met at his house in Lake Orion on August 23rd to discuss the plot. Pause for one second. As I'm reading these guys' names, they get into all this, all of this information. This lets you know that these guys are a bunch of snitches. Cause how the fuck did we get this? Like this, 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 this news broke on Friday, right? How are we getting this information that quick? Hey, listen. Shout out to the internet. 
Uh, Brandon Caserta in a TikTok video shown dress in a Hawaiian shirt, an item of clothing associated with the Boogaloo movement. Boogaloo boys wear Hawaiian shirts. On Facebook, he praised Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, Caserta was a COVID-19 denier, supporting a QAnon conspiracy theory. We would never allow a, a website full of predominantly black men to espouse uh, complete horseshit information to the point where it's backed by political candidates and like people that might actually win. I believe one woman did win a race and she's a QAnon shithead. We would never allow that. We never allow that for black people ever, 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 ever. In fact, it took some white people to break into the FBI building to steal classified documents to prove shit about what black people were saying in regards to the federal government spying on black people and 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 violating our civil rights and all type of shit. OK. Um uh, while QAnon supporters generally support Trump in one video, Conservative referred to president as a tyrant, appears become extreme following Whitmer's in- in- implementation of the statewide lockdown. His social media activity originated consists of posts. Blase, blase, blah. Conservative espouse an, uh, an anarchist ideology, a flag with the anarchist symbol. What is an anarchist symbol? What the fuck does that mean? I don't even know. Right. All right. So here we go. Pete, because yeah, I don't, you know, what I'm saying they, they talk about all of these insignias and all of these codes. I have no idea what any of this shit is. So we have uh, Pete Musico. Pete Musico is active on YouTube where he posts videos, blogs against taxes, gun control and the so-called deep state. A video posted in 2019 entitled Gretchen Whitmer interview depicted him railing against her policies around automotive ownership. Automobile ownership musical was also active on Gab. No idea what Gab is. We promoted the unfounded claim that there is an ongoing campaign to kill white people in South Africa. He also followed the accounts of Proud Boys organizer Joe Big, Infowars personality Owen Schroyer. I have no idea who these people are. On Twitter, he expressed support for Trump and conspiracy theories regarding Bill and Hillary Clinton and a high presence of mercury in vaccines. William and Michael Nunn, Null twin brothers were photographed in a protest. They were there. They got arrested, too. And Paul Beller was arrested in Columbia, South Carolina, where he had moved from Milford over the summer after an eviction. He was allegedly responsible for designing the tactical training exercises used by the Wolverine Watchmen. Beller's former neighbor in Milford said the pandemic caused him to lose his job and called him a very angry person. And said he threatened her with a gun after a run-in with him. According to Beller's father, he was trained for the U.S. Army at Fort Jackson for a year before being discharged in 2019 with a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder. So these are the Ivy Leaguers that are trying to or were trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Okay. Now listen. Once they kidnapped her, what, what what was they what was they gonna do? What what was they? What was they gonna do? Like they they said that they was gonna because they have a discussion that was recorded. <laughs> Fuck it, guys. We would never let black people get away with this shit. So, um, at, at, at a discussion recorded at Garbin's property on September 13th, Fox stated that the plan would strictly be a kidnapping. 
An undercover agent told Fox that explosives for destroying the bridge leading to the lake would cost about $4,000. The group decided that a final training exercise would be conducted later in October, though Fox pushed for an earlier date the following day. On October 2nd, Fox told the confidential source that he purchased an 800,000-volt taser to be used for the kidnapping. Fox, Garbin, Harris, and Franks planned to meet with an undercover FBI agent to purchase explosives on October 7th. Though Concerta did not attend due to work obligations and Croft returned to Delaware prior to the meeting. Hey, this will never happen if they were black people. And immediately... After this arrest had taken place, people were um, writing pieces talking about, oh, man, economic deprivation radicalizes people. And, you know, you know, trying to find excuses for why these people were trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan. How come nobody ever calls these white supremacists misogynists? How come we never attack these white dudes for that? Like, I don't know if Gretchen Whitmer's policies are all that different from the governor of Minnesota, a state that borders Michigan. Or if her policies are all that different from the governor of Illinois, a state that borders Michigan. Does Illinois border Michigan? I think Illinois borders Michigan. Don't 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 quote me. But you know what I'm saying? I, I'm inclined to believe that because Gretchen Whitmer's a woman, and usually unintelligent men feel like they don't have to respect women. But we don't talk about that when it comes to white guys. And I'm not necessarily saying that that's a bad thing, because for all of the criticisms, fair and unfair, that people have made against black people for decades. Has kind of stuck in the craw of black people. Okay, so when you look at something that is as prevalent as code switching. Code switching is something that happens because for a lot of us, it's been beaten into our heads to sit up straight, speak this way, talk this way, know what your salad fork is, know what your dessert spoon is. Right. You might talk to some black women my age and they'll tell you that they mom and they grandmama had them taking etiquette classes when they were six years old. You might talk to some dudes my age and they tell you about, you know, some of the things that they dad will talk to them about. About, you know, how to conduct themselves in this type of in, in, in this type of arena, how to behave during business meetings, how to treat people. White. White people not talking to their kids about this. They're not. White people not sending their daughters, the average white person, not sending their daughters no etiquette courses, no etiquette classes on the weekends and shit. They're not doing that. They're just not. 
You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I remember, right, when, when we first moved out of Irvington, and I was dating this girl, and I, I was dating a lot of girls, but I was dating this girl, and her mom drilling, like, yo, you better stop fucking around with these boys and uh, start focusing on your studying, because I'm not paying for you to go to college. Like, you better get a scholarship. You're going to get a scholarship. Drilling in this girl's head early. And, yo, this girl ended up going to college, full scholarship. And, you know, she's doing the things that she wants to do in life, I hope. But that's where we are. That's where black people are. We have to be this way. We have to be good. We have to. We can't get arrested and talk no shit to the cop. I mean, pardon me, we can't get pulled over and talk no shit to the cop. Shit, we can't get arrested and talk no shit to the cop. For real. We gotta be on our P's and Q's. I's dotted, T's crossed, and all that. Just to make it home. It's fucked up, yo. But I'm so glad they canceled this second debate. We don't need... We didn't, we didn't need the first one. Can we just fast forward to election now? Because I know who I'm voting for. Everybody knows who they're voting for. All these undecided voters that they pull out is horse shit. They be paying motherfuckers to go to these fucking rallies in D.C. and all that shit. Man, fuck that shit. Everybody, yo, listen. We're voting for Jim Crow Joe. And we don't like Jim Crow Joe. We don't care about Jim Crow Joe's policies. But come on. Come on, man. This 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 other guy's a complete nincompoop. And you know what? He's not a complete. I'm not gonna say anything negative about uh, aside from what I say about President Pussy Grabber. Um, he's a very vindictive man, and you know the internet lives forever. And um, let let's just say I kind of owe the federal government money. My tax situation ain't really. Uh, it, it ain't, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it ain't, um, it ain't really tip top. So, um, I'm voting for the other guy, but, uh, you know, I, I, I wish, uh, I, I wish the best for President Trump and his family. Um, other than that, yeah, that's, that's, uh, all I got. So, uh, if this is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast, subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on hella platforms. Um, coming, coming to you late, you know, we, we, we used to have a schedule. We don't have a schedule no more. We'll figure this out, but we're going to come back to y'all next week and we might come to y'all next week from somewhere exotic. I don't know. Keep your fingers crossed for me. Please keep your fingers crossed for me. I need some good news coming this week, but, um, be that as it may, I'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please stay safe and take care of each other. I'll talk to y'all soon. Take it easy. Yeet it!